0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Atomic Shots. I'm your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Seagy. And joining me is Chief Kongologist this time, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back, buddy.
1: Hey, uh, Ben. I'm confused. Uh, what does uh, Mighty Joe Young have to do with uh, the with the Godzilla reviews we've been doing?
0: I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, uh, we're taking the only departure of this uh, Godzilla marathon of Tyler Banan for the better part of 10 months because it's part of a shared universe Um, we were tackling Kong Skull Island which uh, at the time of Godzilla 2014 I don't think it was intended to be the start of something I could be wrong Tyler do you remember hearing things about that it was supposed to be the start of something big
1: not with 2014 no I just thought it was it's own thing
0: Right. It's with this movie that they really and we'll get into that when we get when we get closer that they start setting up big big things for the rest of the mo- for the next two Monster multiverse movies basically. Yep. All right, so let's get into it. Uh let's run down. This is directed by Jordan Vogt-Roberts. Produced by Thomas Toll, Mary Parent, John Jashini, and Alex Garcia. Screenplay by Dan Gilroy, Max Bordenstein, and Derek Connolly, with a story by John Gaddis, based on King Kong by Marion C. Cooper and Edgar Wallace, the iconic 1933, 1930 something story movie that started it all. And arguably, this is the most star-studded cast that we've had the pleasure of doing uh, in this show. Uh, so as I read down the credits, starring Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, Brie Larson, Jin Tian, Toby Kebbell, John Ortiz, Corey Hawkins, Jason Mitchell, Shea Winningham, Thomas Mann, Terry Nordy, John, and of course starring John C. Riley with music by Henry Jackman. This was released uh, officially in America in March 10th, in uh, uh, March 10th, 2017, uh, with a runtime of 118 minutes, about an hour and 25 minutes, give or take. Uh, with a budget of $185 million, with a box office of $566 million. Damn. Yeah, so... I'm going to ask you this right now, Tyler. Did you see this movie when it initially came out, or did you skip it like I did, like a fool?
1: Uh, yeah, I pretty much skipped on this one. Uh, I The first time I actually saw it was today for uh, Atomic Shot, really.
0: Nice, that's awesome. Um, I remember, I didn't see it initially because like I was at the time, I was like, "Man, do they really need to make another King Kong movie?" Uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong was still like my favorite one, you know. Consider even though that movie has its own problems, but I had no idea of like its connections to Godzilla until I went to Combo Breaker. Uh, 2018 because i only came out i was only like about a year later nobody i knew was talking about nobody talked about kong skull island i did not hear ah, somehow i didn't hear about the post-credit scene somehow and i i blame all my friends for not fucking telling me hey have you heard about you should watch it no they didn't so we're in the car and he's like we're kind of just touring around chicago he's like taking me places and he's like yeah kong skull island yeah that's an all right movie he goes you saw it, did you see it? Like, no, wait, you know, wait, why not? You love Godzilla, like, what are you talking about? And he tells me about it, so I was like, then I, then I watched the movie when I got home. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think even though, I think a lot of people are like, like this, like they skipped it initially, and then they come back to it and they realize, holy shit, this movie's really fun.
1: Oh yeah, this is definitely a fun one, even if you, uh, if you, even if you don't take the connection to Godzilla on account, it's still a good uh, King Kong movie by its own accord.
0: Yeah, and it's actually original into its own idea. Like, without getting too into it, like most King Kong movies are remakes of the first one for for the most part, the, except for like one in the '80s, but we don't talk about that one. Um, this this Kong movie does its own thing and sets itself apart very differently than any other Kong movie come before. Um, so let's get started. Um, it basically opens up with uh, so I think I believe we're in Washington D.C where our main character, William Randa... Actually, no, I'm skipping over the coolest part. It's like all of a sudden... It's, it's between a, a uh, American pilot and a Japanese pilot are kind of in a dogfighting scene, and they crash on this island in some, somewhere. I'm assuming it's specific cause it's a Japanese uh, soldier. And they're fighting. It's a very cool fight. It's awesome. There's a point where the U.S. soldier has his blade... has like has to catch the blade by his hands, and the blade slides. He's like, ah! It's like, oh, God, why would you catch it like that? Um... And then shortly after, fucking Kong shows up, and just like, uh, just holy shit! Yeah, they, like the criticisms of 2014 were like Godzilla's not in the movie enough. Well, here's Kong to show up a lot more often. Um, and then uh, we're sort of met with uh, William Randa and, uh, and his and his uh, his the oh god, I, can't, I think he, I know I know his, his last name is Brooks, um, Houston Brooks. I, I don't think I ever say his name uh in the his first name so he's just Brooks um their part this is basically the or like the origin of Monarch it's at the height the the uh, Vietnam War is just about to, is ending so like t- like Washington D.C. is a madhouse and you pretty much the pretty much Randa goes to this senator to try to get him to sponsor this expedition to give him funding because apparently like Monarch is like has apparently Monarch was funded by um Harry Truman in nineteen forty four. Like that's how long they've been around. So that that's crazy. And presumably because of Goshira um is the reason why he's around. So Randa finds the existence of this uh uh through satellite imagery because it's the new thing, uh of this uncharted island in the Pacific that's shaped like a skull, a skull island, and they want to take a expedition team to do quote unquote Map surveys, as Randa likes to say, uh, and so that leads them to basically also asking for a military escort, which we then encounter. Um, uh, encountered uh, Colonel Preston Packard, and um, and it's, uh, who's uh, played by Samuel Jackson, and uh, James Conrad, Special Air Service, who who's played by Tom Hiddleston, uh, and of course Brie Larson is there as uh, she is Mason Weaver. She is a photographer. It is like a great exchange between her, where uh, kind of like. Sam Jackson's character Packard is kind of is like really salty about the Vietnam War and how like they basically have to retreat, Um, and like she basically like you know it's people like you that cost us the war stuff like that. So a lot of tension right there, and uh, they get to Skull Island and. If there's one thing I'll say about this movie, Tyler, is that visually this movie is so beautiful. Oh, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh,
1: Skull Island is really striking when you first enter it. And it's definitely one of the more uh, unique landscapes in the movie that
0: I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's around, Apparently Skull Island is perpetually surrounded by this constant storm. And they found this gap that they can go through safely. Allegedly. It doesn't look safe when they go through. Um and uh, we kind of get through there. We get some rapport with, like, the Packard's men and stuff like that. And immediately they sort of lay a plan. They're going to drop bombs ba- to, like, basically take, like, readings, quote-unquote. Uh, and everything's going hunky dory. They got some 70s music going on. It really... It, it, one thing that's, I think, why I didn't see this movie initially is because I'm like... I thought it was, like, another remake. Um, initially, I'm like, man, they're just going to do another fucking remake. I had no idea this was in the 70s. It, like, Because the trailers for this movie did not tell me anything about it yeah there's Outside, a lot just, of oh, uh,
1: there's a lot of 70s uh licensed rock music in this like i recognize a whole oh. bunch of these tracks
0: oh yeah it's great um so shortly after like the drop dropping the bombs there's even a great shot where like you can it's it, like you can see this soldier's face and he's wearing like the, the the sunglasses and you can see the explosions like line up very very like seriously talking about this movie doesn't do it just as like visually it's so pretty there's so many cool stuff um and then shortly after Kong attacks, like right like very, very quickly Kong attacks. There's a fucking tree at the he
1: helicopters.
0: Throws a tree at the helicopter, proceeds to beat the holy hell of these helicopters. Um uh, and it's just it's just madness that like everybody's like screaming, like, what the fuck's going on? Is that a giant monkey? And like Kong Kong is only hundred and four feet tall, but at this point in time, that's the tallest Kong has ever been. So it's it's a uh, hugely impressive and there's uh, uh, an amazing shot of Kong with the sun in front of him, and uh, he's kind of just standing. You can only basically see his shadow. It's really terrifying and cool at the same time.
1: Oh, yeah. Kong definitely has a presence in this movie, even though he isn't as tall as uh, the big G, at least not yet.
0: Not yet, no. He's still growing. He's like a teeny baby in this. He's a teenager, I think, in the, considering this one. So... Kong wipes almost everybody out with the exception of two. The entire team is separated, and basically, the goal of the movie now is they—they ha- they were told prior to la- landing on Skull Island—is that they have to get to the northern side of the island and by by three days. Otherwise, uh, like for this, I guess, particular gap in the storm, if they don't get there in three days, the gap's going to close, and they're basically stuck in Skull Island. Um, and pretty much, you follow between two teams. You follow Packard and Randa, uh, who uh, who his team. And then you follow um, Brooks, uh, there uh, Brooks Weaver and um, Conrad's team. Um, there's is a, one of my favorite, like I don't know if it's supposed to be hilarious, um, but like after the attack, uh, it's like a conversation with Packard's men. And like one of the one of the men is like just eating beans. He's just eating beans after being attacked by Kong and his teammate. His like his uh, his platoon mate is like, "Is that all you're gonna do?" Is that how you process this? You're gonna eat fucking beans? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, we just fought a monkey the size of a building. And he just simply goes, yeah, it was an unconventional encounter. We did our best. Well, I'm I like, mean, he's not Push. wrong. He's not. But the fact that, like, he's just rationalizing. And I'm like, man, that's why you're in the fucking military. What a fucking so. Dad. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, this leads to, basically, Packard. Packard knows that Randa knew that something was here. It's never really stated early in the movie that Randa knew Kong was here. He just knew something was here. Is that Would, 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 would you assume that's correct, Tyler?
1: Yeah, I would assume that's correct. Uh, basically, uh, he explains that uh, he was the sole survivor of a monster attack. I assume it's probably uh, the Godzilla thing from 1954. Uh, but ever since then, he's been trying to... Uh, Pretty much prove the existence of giant monsters, and uh, this quote-unquote exposition is a good excuse to uh, unleash the giant monster that happens to be on Skull Island.
0: Right, exactly, and basically, Randa's goal is to tell people about this so that way they know what's coming, and that you know that the gov- that they should be aware what's coming, and sort of lays the groundwork for the next movie that like there, and you know uh, John Goodman. God, he's, he doesn't, <coughs> a lot, and we'll get more as we talk about the overall characters, he doesn't, the, a lot of the characters are surface level, <coughs> I'm sorry, um, but they're surface level enough where they're still engaging, um, like, random, like, like, he's not a typical John Goodman character, but he, 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 there's such a connivingness about him, and like, especially in that scene when he's going, when he's talking with uh, Packard about how there's monsters out there, like I survived, and people need to know, it's a really good scene. Yeah, and it's pretty much a, a race a race to the there. But Packard has a secret agenda. He's pissed. Uh, it's Kong because he wants to, he wants to kill Kong because Kong killed his men. So it becomes part revenge story, part we need to get the fuck out of silence story. Um, so Jurassic Park meets Godzilla. There you go. <laughs> even
1: Samuel L. Jackson was in that Jurassic Park.
0: He even says, "Hold on to your butts" in this movie. Yeah, exactly. He does. It's a nice little. listen a nice little. Yeah, uh, little reference right there. Um, so uh, basically, it, it's a race. It's a race. Uh, one of Packard's men is like stranded off, way by himself. He actually sees Kong eat a giant squid, which I think that's a reference to the King Kong versus Godzilla, right? I have to believe that's, that's yeah. what that is.
1: Well, I mean. I'm pretty sure that's, uh, how Kong survives, just beating the shit out of giant monsters and then eating them.
0: Right, but the fact that they specifically show a squid, it's like, oh, okay, nice, nice callback, dudes. Um eventually we sort of get further deep into the world we there's a great sequence where uh they're walking like these bamboo trees and all of a sudden one of their men is like impaled by them like wait what the fuck happened and it's this g- giant as fuck spider it's like holy shit yeah there's some there's some terrifying creepy, uh, creepy crawlies uh, on uh, skull island um that's a great sequence uh, eventually, uh, the Conrad's team, they run into, uh, the indigenous people of Skull Island because, of course, Skull Island always has to have indigenous people, and, uh, it turns out that American soldier that we saw at the beginning of the movie, he's still alive. And he grew up to become John C. Riley. Yes, he grew to become John C. Riley. yes. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty much playing John C. Riley, uh, which is, it's just fine. He's great. He's great in this movie, honestly. Yeah. Um... And so he basically tells them the legend of of Kong. Kong is basically a God here. Tells them about the the Skull Crawlers uh, and how like um, he doesn't say their real name because apparently the people don't want other names. So he calls them Skull Crawlers. And there's a great little exchange where he's like, "Is that so Skull Like, what'd you name that for? Because like, it sounded neat. I'm like, "Yes, That's the I only know you're not going you to call it me.
1: that." So um, it's 'cause because it sounds stupid right now. So let's just skip. That yeah, in. exactly. He he just
0: he comes so subconscious. I'm like, no, it's a cool I wanted to like screen I screened at the when I was watching it. I was watching it was like, No dude, it's a cool name. So, um we learned that, you know, that there's a bigger skull crawler, like you kinda see like some of them. And they're and we'll talk about more of the skull crawlers when we get to the uh creature designs. Um so eventually, as we go further along, um they discovered that Marlow, thats that's the U.S. soldier's name—has him and Gunpei, the Japanese man uh, soldier, he was fighting against. They actually become brothers. They like they basically bonded together because you know what are you going to do? You, you can't. You're not going to survive that way. It became more about survival than say hatred over two flags that no longer that uh, don't matter on, on Skull Island. So uh, according to him, they were building this boat called the Gray Fox. Which if you don't know. Uh, John Wooden Roberts, he is the director for Metal Gear, uh, the Metal Gear Solid movie. So there's, uh, there's a, there's a, little Metal Gear Solid reference right there. Um, it's a ship made out of the B-52 and the Japanese zero plane that both, that they both crashed in, uh, back in 1944 or 1945. Um, basically they plan to take this boat up river to get, uh, that's the fastest way to get to, uh, uh, um, to the North end of the island. Um, one of my favorite parts Happened in this movie Where there's this guy From like We really didn't mention him Because he's like a minor player He's like constantly Complaining about things He's like We shouldn't be doing this We need to get out of here And he gets fucking Swooped up by these Fucking ugly ass birds And my god Like you You don't see it Because it's like In shadow But like you see his arm Get bit like, like You it see a bird Come off. down and Yeah it comes clean off Like oh, oh and, and like All the cast members Like he's gone He's dead. We got to move. Don't try to save like, oh, him. Yeah, he's he's done. I think they were all like, "Fuck that guy," because <laughs> he was just so annoying. Um, and meanwhile, Packard is continuing his hunt for uh, his lost Batuman, while also trying to look for the weapons that can take out Kong, because all he cares about is taking out Kong. Eventually, the uh, the teams reunite, and um, they uh, Packard basically tells them, "Like, no, we're gonna go this way to go get our guy," and they reluctantly go. Even though um, Marlo's like, you know, we, we can't go that way. East, East is East. Well, do you have the phrase what he says, Tyler? Um, um no, I, I don't I don't recall, but I do remember it being he's like, a great t- line. Yeah, it's like basically don't go to the western half of the island. That's the Skull Crawler's territory. We get this great scene where they're basically walking through um, the Kong's graveyard. You can see the these giant ape skulls and bones just riddled there. And a whole bunch of and fart gas. And they're basically... Yeah, exactly. A bunch of fart gas. And the skull... It becomes a hunting ground for the skull crawlers. Great action scene. There's a point where Tom Hiddleston gets the samurai sword and just fucking just slices these birds that earlier up, so, so fucking sick. Tom, you're looking um, showing. showing. Exa- a little bit, yeah. Um, uh, and... Very very cool stuff. The skull crawler kicks a lot of ass. Uh, very very cool, very very cool stuff. There's a point where like right before the battle, uh, Marlo like Marlo just speaks Japanese like death before dishonor and proceeds to like just basically samurai his way through a little the fight and that was pretty sick. Yeah, that was Um, cool. eventually they, they they uh after the fight um uh during during the fight uh right, actually right before the fight. Uh, the scroll caller uh, had actually eaten the guy that they were looking for, and he actually spits out his 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 uh, his skull, and you see the uh, the dog tag. So it's like, oh god! And and so thinking, Conrad thinks like, okay, if I show him this, we'll go we'll we'll go back onto the other side of the island. And Packard's like, nah, dog, we're gonna go get those weapons, and we're gonna go kill Kong, and we're so gonna eventually, kill that motherfucker, motherfucker. Exactly, I'm gonna kill that big ass motherfucker. So they become they divide once again. Packard becoming obsessed with killing Kong, uh, goes basically get these big ass weapons. I think it's like napalm, the like gas, and stuff like that, basically to take out our king. And while Conrad will escort the humans or the civilians to uh, the boat and then get them onto the uh, on the say, passage back home. Eventually, Kong catches uh, Packard. Then unleashes his attack, like, causing bombs to explode, which causes, draws Kong's attention. And I'm guessing he, like, puts, like, something in the water, like, something in, like, gas that whiffs into Kong's nose, and Kong basically passes the fuck out. And they have explosive charges, ready to go, and ready to kill Kong, which, at that close, yeah, Kong's not gonna, Kong's not gonna survive that, uh, at his age. Um, and it becomes, like, a basically a verbal standoff on, like, how we need Kong if you kill Kong... Uh, these scroll crawlers are gonna come out, and they're gonna be worse. And he's like, "We'll kill them too." Then, like, very, very, like, Packard's fucking lost his mind at this point. Um, eventually, Kong wakes up right as another scroll crawler. I think it is the big one. It's the big one, uh, cause, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. Marlo references that, and all hell breaks loose. is pretty much a fight scene towards the, end of the movie. We'll get into that more in a moment. And uh, luckily, after some shenanigans, they were able to escape Skull Island safe... Not Well, maybe physically safe, but emotionally, they're fucked for life. Yeah, this is going to
1: stick with them for the rest of their lives.
0: So, this movie is fast, furious, and fun.
1: All specifically in that order.
0: Yes. Like, if you complained about... The slowness of 2014, which is very, very okay to do that. This movie is the complete opposite of that. Once it starts going, especially once you get to Skull Island, it doesn't even take long to get to Skull Island. It's like, what, we're, it's like within the first 15 minutes, we're already on Skull yeah. Island? Yeah, around the 20-minute mark, I think. S- something like that. And then, even then, when you're on Skull Island, it's filled with a lot of beautiful imagery, great action set pieces. Um, it's, it's amazing. Let's talk about the human cast. Uh, How did you feel about this one Tyler?
1: I feel like this was uh, Avengers before and after thing
0: and I absolutely adore it for that. Hmm. Um, As a whole I think the cast, while they're not the deepest in the world I found them engaging enough to care about them uh, to survive but truly the only character I really cared about was Marlo getting home.
1: Oh yeah definitely. And it definitely pays off uh, since uh, he's one of the more entertaining characters in the movie. So seeing him get the happy ending in the end was satisfying.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he he brings such charm, and there's such real dark. My favorite dark humor bit is when he 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 renounces the soldiers, like y'all are a bunch of great boys. We're gonna die together, but we're you guys are a bunch of great boys to die with. Like, goddamn, he shouldn't have come here. (laughs) Exactly, um, you know it's it's really great stuff. It allows John C. Because Re- I think a lot of people like see John C. Riley as just like a comedic actor, but like when he wants to be serious, he can be. And there's moments of that here where he's like speaking very, like um, either like promising, like thinking of his like old times, or you know being warning the dangers of Skull Island. You know, he, I think he's it's not. Super deep, but I think it's deep enough to where, like, okay, I can waddle in this a bit. I can enjoy my time here without being like, man, these characters are shallow as fuck. Yeah. Ultimately, ultimately, Tom Hiddleston's character and Brie Larson's characters, they're kind of just there. Yeah. They don't really they don't do really, much. They don't or... really
1: do a whole lot, uh, aside from uh, Brie Larson's character being the, hey, this is the female that Kong kind of falls in love with, I guess.
0: He doesn't, that's the thing though, he doesn't really, like he kind of just looks at her and like, he doesn't like go like, you know, like crazy like the other Kongs have done. He kind of just acknowledges her and moves along. He doesn't, and he saves her at the end, like when she falls off a cliff, but he doesn't, they don't do the typical Kong falls for white women thing again.
1: Yeah. Although it is kind of a departure, it's still a big part of Kong's character, so it's just something that we have to
0: address. Yeah, it's it's a nice wink, like oh, hey, you're a pretty white woman. Here you go. Um, like, I, I mean, I think I think um, Brie, in the in the moments when Brie Larson is like has that attitude with her, I think she's fine. I just don't think it's like they're, they're I, If you could have removed one or both, like if you could have removed them both and just have had um, Packard and Brooks and um, Randa as the characters, maybe would have been better. But you got to have the hot people in there, so it's fine. Um, like, there's this odd, weird sexual tension between them, but they don't really go through with it. Like, they kind of, like, hold, stay close to each other, but I think that it just might be more of a survival thing than anything else. True. So, let's talk about the creatures of Skull Island. And I, we'll th- I think we'll just limit it to the Skull Crawlers and Kong. Okay. Just because there's a multitude. Unless you have a favorite you want to bring up.
1: Uh, the spider creature comes to mind, because it definitely leaves an impact
0: the first time you see it. Fucking terrifying, man. It has huge-ass mandibles, and, like, it's- and the fact that it's- it's like, this big- it's in this bamboo thing, that's terrifying.
1: He went straight through a dude's mouth and through his butthole.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Skull- if Kong doesn't kill you, something else on Skull Island surely will. Um... So, uh, let's talk about the Skullcrawlers, the villains themselves first, because I feel like we should save Kong for, for last. Yes. As original monsters, because they, I don't think these, like, you know, typically in Kong movies, he usually just fights dinosaurs on Skull Island, but here we got this whole new original creation. Tyler, what are you thinking, what did you, what did you think of the Skullcrawlers?
1: The Skullcrawlers are, uh, pretty cool designs, I think. Um, uh, my original thought was that they were, like, Godzilla spawn, but apparently that doesn't seem to be the case.
0: No, they're like their own thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not. I don't think they're related to the big G at all. I really liked how like they're like snake-like a lot, um, like and it's like, but they have these big ass, you know, arms and they they just but they slither around. I like the fact that they can't and like they're called skull crawlers because they, you can see their skull on, on their head. Like it's it's a real terrifying design. In all honesty, yeah, it is. And, and, it's, and even when you see the little ones, like, the way they move, like, that shit's terrifying. But when you see the big one, like, oh, my God. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look that much different. Like, I figured with it being bigger, that means it's older. It would have something visually different. It doesn't look that much different from the uh, smaller skull crawlers. It's just bigger.
1: It may as well just magnify the smaller ones uh, with uh, Microsoft Paint or something.
0: Yeah, uh, but I think overall a, a amazing designer. I think they come. I think they're coming back in the in Godzilla versus Kong. That's not a spoiler or anything. That's just like I think they go back to Skull Island. So I would assume we're going to see these bastards again. Of course. Um. So yeah, who knows? Maybe they've gotten bigger since then, or maybe not. Considering God, Kong has been king there this entire time. Um. So let's talk about Kong himself. Uh, this is. Uh, how did you feel about Kong? Kong is,
1: uh, the classic OG monster, and, uh, yeah, I think he looks really cool in this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I'm not sure, I wasn't feeling, I'm not feel i am not going to lie, this is a minor nitpick, I wasn't feeling the brown fur.
1: Huh.
0: Or the brown hair. I, like, I typically, the Kong I know has, like, I mean, I know in the movie, in the 60s movie he had brown, brown, brown fur, or hair is it hair or fur? I don't know what to call it. Um, uh, probably fur. Yeah. So, like, I like I even like I just prefer Kong with black fur. I don't know why. I just think it looks because he's a he's supposed to be a big ass gorilla. So when I think gorilla, I think or an ape. Um, what I don't know the distinction between a gorilla and an ape. Don't try to educate me either. Um, but I just feel like it would black would have been better. I even think he looks like. He has black fur in the new movie too, or at least in the shots that I've seen. Or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Um, but I still think he looks cool. Like, uh, v- like just how humanistic he looks. Uh, you know, because of his connection, his connection with humanity. Um, his size is is something to be behold. To, granted, he still doesn't. At this point, he doesn't come close to Godzilla. But when you're out in the jungle and all you see is a hundred foot four tall monkey. Or a giant gorilla, you're still gonna shit your pants.
1: Yeah, because even regular size gorillas will be able to fuck you up.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Anybody who says any any guy who says they could beat up a gorilla, you you just need to stop you're talking lying. Right immediately. Yeah, exactly, your gorilla will fuck you up fast. They're mean. Um, I like that they showed Kong is basically smart. That he is capable of using weapons. He's not an idiot. He under, like, like that scene where he's in the, uh, in, in the river where he's like just sitting there kind of just drinking the water, which by the way, I love when he's drinking the water. It looks like a waterfall coming out of his hands cause that's just how much water he has. Um, that, that was such a cool little thing to me. Yeah. But like, I like how he kind of like just, he touches the, the, his finger in the water and like he instantly knows, oh, okay, this, 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 my food is here. Bam. Give it to me. Unfortunately with Kong, like, unlike Godzilla has those iconic, you know, fans and, and like that, Kong doesn't really have that because in essence, he's just a giant gorilla. Um, you know, so there's only so much you can do visually, but I still think they nailed him. They got the viciousness down, especially when he's roaring and you can see like the, his, his, the tooth, his teeth come out. Like it's, it, it's very intimidating. Oh yeah, Definitely. So let's talk about the uh, the fight, and let's talk about really only the final fight because there's a couple of skirm like there's like a skirmish that they is talked in like well it's like a, a background scene, but I think we should talk about the final fight, which is the right before they're escaping the island. Yeah. Uh. So I I loved it, and I think it's have, it, I think in terms of the monster verse so far, it's one of my favorite fights.
1: Oh yeah, this was definitely a uh, really exhilarating uh, brawl to watch through.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, the like, especially when you see the scroll crawler uh, attacking, it's great. Kong, like, but the fact that Kong, I think there's a point where Kong gets a piece of wood or a tree, and he kind of uses his hand to wipe off like the branches. So it's just it's just the tree itself, like the the husk of the tree. That was really great. Um, there's a point where uh, the, I think my favorite spot. I think it's probably everybody else's too. Is when Kong. Uh, Kong is trapped onto this, uh, I guess, the boat or something, and he gets wrapped in these chains. Eventually, he gets free, and all of a sudden, he uses one of the chains, I guess, wrapped around his hand. I'm like, oh my god, he's going to become Kratos right now? Um, I was thinking and, uh, Scorpion working
1: for Mortal Kombat, honestly.
0: A little bit, yeah, too, because it's only the one versus the two that Kratos has. Yeah, and he basically has a chain. That on one end is attached. I guess it's, it's an old boat repeller, and he basically slings that shit right at the scroll crawler into its shoulder blade. Like, oh, so oh cool. my god! It's it's yeah, it's a very brutal fight um, from both parties. And the, and like uh, he like bangs the uh, the bl- the propeller blade against its head. Um, again, Kong may may not be the 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 biggest animal. But he's not the dumbest either. He, I feel like he knows what to do when it comes to a fight. He's not just brawling; he has purpose to his brawls.
1: Yeah, that's a mainstay of uh, actual girls because they they can actually learn to use
0: technology too. That's that's terrifying. That's why Planet of the Apes is a terrifying movie because that shit could happen. And <laughs> they, they lo- they're evolving. Um, hey, they might actually be our ancestors if you believe that sort of thing. Um, overall, it's not a long fight. But I think it serves its purpose. In all honesty, yep. Uh, it's it's a great action scene. It's a great caper to that movie, and like, and I think Kong, Kong like rips its jaws apart, doesn't it?
1: At the end of the movie, it uh, rips under his underbelly, and when he goes to save Brie Larson, he's just holding her in his hand, and uh, the Skullcrawler tries to eat her, and uh, sticks his this whole hand, sticks his whole hand, and sticks uh, Kong's whole arm in his mouth, and Kong just fucking rips out his tongue and all of his innards. It's great.
0: Yeah, so we talked about it last time, where Godzilla basically performs the fatality of you know the atomic breath into the mouth. God, I mean Kong basically does the same thing here, where he, where like he, you know, I'm gonna shove my entire forearm into your fucking mouth and I'm gonna pull your fucking heart out. Fatality. Kong wins. Kong should be in Mortal Kombat 11. There should just be a Godzilla fighting game if more than anything else. Yeah, right. That'd be the sickest <laughs> should, shit. It, it, I mean in all honesty, and Kong, Kong wouldn't be the base roster, he'd be like DLC to get people to buy the DLC. Um So yeah, there, there you go. Um Uh Any any notes that I missed, Tyler?
1: Uh let me check here. Da, 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 da. Nope. Nothing of uh nothing of note there. I've said everything I need to say, aside from one thing. But we're gonna get to that.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So also throughout the movie, this is like one of the other things I like about this movie is that they kind of expand a little bit on the world. They set it up here. They do I guess not am the right way, but they set it up here, where basically that there's a hollow earth that and and they don't really say it, but when they're dropping the mining charges at the beginning of the movie, you can hear books say, Hey look, it's hollow. And of course, at that point, it doesn't mean anything. Well, what does that mean? Is it just Skull Island? And of course, you find out what that means in the next movie, King of the Monsters, and presumably Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, so they definitely did a lot of world, a lot, a lot of world building. Uh, so let's move on and then talk about that post credit scene. Yes, um, which, which by the way, uh, this is the ultimate reason why I fucking hated myself for not seeing this in theaters just to see like this part. Um, it starts off with Tom Hiddleston saying. You're just going to sit there in the dark, which is a, a, like a great like shot at the, at, like audience people who are like waiting for a post credit scene. <laughs> That's why I oh, partially shit, is he love he it. he actually
1: Loki? What's going on here?
0: Well, like, yeah, um, he could be considering the TV show, but like, I just love that little, like, you're just going to sit there in the dark waiting for something. <laughs> I just, I just love that. That's the, the pseudo talking to the audience. And we learned that him and Brie Larson, not Brie Larson, um, weaver are in an interrogation room and they're like you know presumably because they like they know too much about skull island and they don't want to tell people uh mar uh, weaver's threatening to tell the russians and so then outcome out comes out brooks and his girlfriend i'm assuming it's his girlfriend because they got very very close uh in the movie um uh so and he basically tells uh uh, Conrad, that um, like you know, um, there are more monsters out there. Uh, he says, like, "What do you mean more?" And and he goes, "My one of my favorite lines ever written. That's it's already two movies in a row where like we have amazing uh, lines of dialogue written. Uh, where he turns to Conrad and he goes Kong is not the only king.' And, so good. Uh, we yeah, it's such a good movie. It's such a good line. And we cut to a projector, a projector showing images." of cave paintings first thing you see is Godzilla like basically confirming like holy shit this is the same universe then we see Rodan uh in his fiery painting painting glory after that we see Mothra's cave cave painting and then we see the three-headed hydra itself Ghidorah um so that that's fun um and uh, final, and then finally, we see uh, a painting of Godzilla and Ghidorah uh, ready to rage war. And then all of right, right as the the screen cuts to black, you hear Godzilla 2014's roar. Ah, it's such a good cr- post credit scene. I love it. Like, like, yeah, it, it's it gets you hype for the fact that they are doing um they, that's what they're doing in the next movie. And like just seeing the, the idea of seeing these iconic monsters in this big budget fashion is going to be awesome. And the fact that it confirms that Godzilla and Kong share the same universe. So this movie kicks off both God the next movie and also eventually Godzilla is going to have to battle Kong.
1: Yeah, uh, I was thinking earlier that uh, if uh, this movie came before uh, Godzilla 2014, whether or not it would have a stronger impact... I uh, I feel like that uh, if this movie did come first, not a lot of people would see it because, as you mentioned before, uh, you, you thought it was going to be a, a remake of the original uh, King Kong movie, so uh, not uh, not as many folks would have seen it. But uh, I feel like it's probably a smarter play to have this precede twenty fourteen, only because we know that Godzilla is already a thing.
0: But well, we don't. What we didn't know is that we didn't know him and Kong were part of the same universe. Yeah. That's what we didn't know. That's what this movie basically tells us. And it's, and this it's even more concerning when you hear that that, you know, 2014 roar, as you call it the Roar of Divinity, which sounds like a Final Fantasy movie. Yeah, totally uh, from moves. like the olden era. Roar of Divinity of Divinity. Um So yeah, there you go. Uh, uh this movie, like <sighs> I feel, and, and I'm, I'm, a lot of people I follow on Twitter are like rewatching it in preparation for, at the time of this recording, it comes out next week. Uh, it's already out for, it'll already be out for international people, but it's out of this recording, it'll be out next week um, for uh, Godzilla vs. Uh, Kong, the finale of the Monster vs. This, I think it is. Um, I think a lot of people skipped it, and now they're rewatching it for the first time, or watching it for the first time, and they're finding out how f- much fun it is.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good feeling, because this movie deserves it
0: exactly it's visually entertaining um, it's 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 a whole lot of fun um, and I think it perfectly sets up the next movie too uh, but I think that's enough of, of, of that uh, I think I think we're ready to pack the bag and go home as we are nearing the final two movies of this long historic podcast
1: yeah I can't believe we're already near the end I'm actually gonna miss this a little bit
0: yeah alright thank you for listening gentlemen uh, join us back next week um, where Tyler ta- and I tack on the penultimate film of the uh, Monsterverse with Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019 uh, and Tyler where can the people find you buddy
1: you can follow me on Twitter at heyitsatai. Uh also check the pinned tweet uh, for uh, my uh, latest video in tire Shoes Reviews where I uh, take a look at Tekken 3 i.e. one of the best fighting games ever. You cannot argue this with me. So, yeah. That's that's my stuff.
0: Alright, and you can find me at twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. Check the pin tweet for my newest video which it's on Hades and why I was wrong and I stream live at twitch.tv uh, slash Iggy2814 on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Um... And uh, at, pretty much live at six p.m. Central Time now going forward. By the time this is out, and um, yeah, looking forward to that again for the finale of the MonsterVerse uh, finale of Atomic Shot. Rather, you're going to get King of the Monsters, then you're going to get the Atomic Shot review of Shin Godzilla, and then after that, we'll upload our our watch along with our good friends Thomas and Justin uh, for the watch along of Shin Godzilla. So you're going to get. Uh, three up, three more episodes of us before it's all bye-bye um and again tyler i've already and i have announced it that the next series of movies we'll be tackling will be the animated dc the, the dc animated movie universe which is 13 movies um centering around starting with just like Flashpoint. so look forward to that coming soon no official time we're going to start it at this time we'll probably take a little bit of a break between godzilla uh we'll probably do godzilla versus kong and then go on break in honesty and then uh, come back. I, I just say that the ending is Shin Godzilla because that was the plan initially. And again, Shin Godz, this Godzilla vs Kong wasn't supposed to come out this early, so uh, it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, it's very um, bad but thank
0: you all for listening. It's 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 been a pleasure doing this podcast. Uh, we're not done yet though, and thank you for coming. And uh, remember, no matter what, go go Godzilla.
1: Don't you mean go go King Kong? No